so excited to have you on today we have Kendall and I are really really pumped to have my friend Madeline Frost with us today so let me talk about how I found her what she's about and then she will pop on and say hello and join us for hopefully this next hour so Madeline was my wedding photographer way back in 2017 and I wish with everything in me, I could remember the thread in which I met her. I definitely was recommended her from a friend and I saw her work and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her, uh, you know, photograph my wedding. And so I reached out to her and we instantly connected and we've stayed in touch since 2017. And we have followed each other through motherhood and through businesses and through entrepreneurial endeavors. And we have just stayed in touch despite not living in the same city, which I always find really special. And so she is here today to talk about so many different things. I can't wait, but uh, just because <laughs> I just because I can, I'm going to brag on her a little bit. She is a just a magnet, a powerhouse, a go-getter, a lovely, beautiful just brilliant mind and I'm so excited to have her on with Kindle today somehow so many different people in my life know you through something or like have <laughs> you've popped up on something where I'm like how does she know her like you have your hands and Madeline does so many different things and has started you know things and led women and have done all these things but it's just fun to see how integrated you are in so many different parts of our community and so yeah I'm just so excited to get on tonight and talk to you yay, yay I'm yay, so yay. excited to be here I could talk with you guys for hours this is going to be like a Joe Rogan episode where it's three hours and people are tuning out after oh <laughs> you have to do it in segments or like part one two and three <laughs> okay yes. oh my gosh I'm just like buzzing with things I want to ask you but I want to hit first so talk to the people. Tell mm. us about how, from my perspective, you were somebody that was super on socials and very much like cluing people into your life, which you still do a marvelous job at. And then when you had your third son, I feel like you went kind of silent and you reorganized and re-inventoried your life. <clears throat> uh, this is when, from my perspective, but please chime in after this, uh, you deciding to go alcohol-free hit your life. And when you came back, when I tell you I was mesmerized, I was in awe. I was <laughs> shouting from the rooftops about you because I could feel through the phone and through the way you were presenting like online and just knowing who you are as a person. That there was a shift. Were, yes. You had leaped into a new version of yourself. You were just on fire for life. You were dressing in color from previously dressing in black. And I could just <laughs> feel like the vibrance from you. So talk to me about that shift. Well, it looked like it was all at once from the outside, but it was definitely not. That was years of work and process. And the kind of the way I describe it, when I talk about how I went alcohol-free, 
I talk about it taking three years from the truth to go from the inside of me to the outside of me. So what you saw was me taking like a long break after Auden was born last fall. But for um, maybe two or three years before that, I had been taking <clears throat> at least a month off each year from social to kind of figure out who I was and where I was going and what I was doing and just trying to make sure that I was not a consumer, but a creator, because that's really important mm. to me. And, um, I actually went alcohol free before I even got pregnant with Auden. So, uh, I didn't really start talking about it until he was several months old, mm -hmm. uh, in December of last year when I threw that light party and that's when I kind of went public with it. Um, so that's when it pops into people's heads that I kind of, I'm now a sober person, but it's been almost two years now at this point. And man, that, uh, that decision I could go on about for a long time, but that's the decision that opened all of the doors for me to be the person that you see today. Yeah. <laughs> like everything that you like about me now, I feel like started with that one choice and that, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, congrats I on two years. No, congrats on two years and for knowing and looking at yourself in this raw light. Um, pregnancy for me when I, you know, when I was sober because I was carrying a baby, I wasn't trying to go sober. You know, it was just like, oh, I'm pregnant. So I'm stopping to drinking. But it was really eye-opening to me how how much things rose to the surface in my life to look at mm -hmm. that was in the shadows. And Kendall and I have that in common where sometimes when you are drinking, even if it's not a lot, you're tabling a lot of things in your life that need to be looked at. And I, yeah. And it's so almost like disarming, like the things yeah. that come up and you're like, I have sedated myself <laughs> away from looking that I'm not even saying just alcohol, like whatever you do to, just dull the mm -hmm. realities of what you well, don't some people face. for some people it's social media absolutely Honestly. yeah i think for, that's for a lot of people it was candy yeah. crush for me team for a while oh, oh my mean, god <laughs> i i have an embarrassing level like i can't i shan't even mention but um no but yeah i mean addictive behavior and in, in a way that you know is not serving you it doesn't have to just be about alcohol but i love that you talk about how the truth was already boiling like inside of you before it made its way out and i'm so yeah. glad you mentioned um and you know told me just now like what you saw was this huge transformation but what what was really happening was a lot of conscious choices well what everyone wants time. Yeah. What everyone wants is the overnight success story. Like, look at me. I am so successful now and I'm so great now. And I'm so sober now or whatever the thing is. I'm so beautiful now. I'm so uh, fill in the blank and nothing actually happens overnight. And we just, we so easily get sucked into the lie that there's going to be one thing that changes everything for us. And it's not ever one big moment or one big shift. It's the shift in your daily little habits and in your daily little thoughts. That's what changes a life, especially in a meaningful sticking kind of way. I mean, we see that the most obviously, like everyone has experienced that either seeing it in their own life or with like their mom in, in regards to like diets, right? Like yes. that's where we see that all the time is like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe possibly you could be really successful or like lose 20 pounds in 20 days, whatever. But those kinds of things don't actually transform your life. If you're looking to transform your right. life, you have to, you have to change your thoughts and you have to change your little daily habits. 
and nobody's going to see it and appreciate it and call you out for it and say, good job. I've seen every day for the last two years, you're doing a little bit better, 1% better every day. Like nobody notices that. Nobody mm-hmm. sees that. They mm-hmm. just see when all of a sudden it feels like it was overnight. Yeah. yeah. And something that I love. So Madeline, for people who don't know, she has her own podcast in which she journals and then reads them onto a podcast and they're beautifully done. And something that I loved, I listened to your episode about, you know, going sober and the light party and the celebration of all of that. And something that really stuck out to me was you saying like, this wasn't even just about the alcohol. This was about breaking promises to myself. Yes, and if yes. I can't trust me with me, then like that is the problem. And that to have full integrity in my life to make changes, I need to trust me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that really stuck out to me of like, I can understand how maybe alcohol was the thing that you're like, I need to be able to trust me in this arena, but it's so much bigger. And the fact of like, if I can learn to trust me, like nothing, nothing is out of reach because I can trust me in the journey of whatever comes next. Yes. Yeah. And, and making and keeping, well, Stephen Covey says this, but making and keeping promises to yourself precedes being able to make and keep promises to other people. I look at me and think, I want to be a really honest, trustworthy person. And if you can't trust yourself, man, I really think of myself as a trustworthy person and desire to be a trustworthy person. But if I can't be that for me, then why am I honoring everybody else in my life? Like, why am Mm -hmm. I being kind to everybody else in my life? And then I'm constantly let down and disappointed in my own ways and and, in my heart. And so, Yeah. yeah. No, that hits, that hits, that hits, bro. (laughs) Well, last year we did, I mean, I especially feel kindred to this idea because last year when we did our course, we did a whole month dedicated to breaking promises to yourself because I kept telling Kendall like that exact notion and likely Mm -hmm. Madeline, you and I talked about this because breaking promises was like a huge theme in our voice memos to each other, our rants, (laughs) Um, because it really is that serious and how, how I knew I would never like blank on a friend or, you know, like being Mm -hmm. punctual is really important to me. So if I said I was going to be somewhere at some time, like, you know, this meeting right now, like I'm going to show up. And then I was turning a blind eye to my own, like own things that I wanted for myself, which I would never do to a friend. So once I was able Mm -hmm. to depersonalize it and think about like, I wouldn't treat my friend this way, similar to how I won't talk I try not to talk to my body the way I would never talk to my friend absolutely you know? yes and so that was you know, really eye-opening as well the first the first shift I noticed in all of this for me was um being kind to myself before I could get myself to give up alcohol I had to learn how to speak kindly to myself when I did let myself down like I had to unravel the shame I had in my heart around it Mm -hmm. And unraveling the shame didn't keep me there. It wasn't like, well, now I'm not ashamed of my decision. So I'm just going to stay here and keep drinking a lot. But I did have to find that kindness in me first to say like, it's okay. And this doesn't mean you're a bad person or a horrible person before I could even get to the point where I could start keeping those promises. I don't know. I just think of that Mm -hmm. when you say you have to be kind to yourself about your body and the way you, you know, talk to yourself. I had to be kind to myself in the way I was thinking about myself. It Mm -hmm. really took think, you know, not letting myself think, man, I'm just a piece of shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you, yeah. you're not going to go anywhere with those thoughts. That's not going to help. I agree. And it's hard because as somebody that thinks they champion themselves and then champion others, like it really can be really sneaky the way that self-shaming can sneak into all of our lives. Yeah. And, and in ways that I had a therapist tell me that I was perfectionistic, which I rejected because I was like, I'm not a clean and tidy person. Couldn't be me. And <laughs> it was like, no, babes, not perfectionistic in the sense of OCD or cleanliness, perfectionistic in like you don't give yourself a break ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the oldest daughter of it all, we talk about a lot or like being one of the oldest children because you have a huge crew of, of kiddos in your in your family. There's it, it, just the birth order part of it there's just like this weight I carry that no one asked me to that burdens me some days and I've had to give myself some peace and some slack and be like it's not that serious Ange I mean sometimes the way I was taking myself so serious I was like yeah. oh my gosh can you let yourself breathe you know <laughs> even lovingly saying that you know it's just like it's it's really not that serious so once the white knuckling is a theme but like once I stopped white knuckling my life and stopped like fighting energy that was coming my way or like fighting the way that I wanted to be and then what I was actually presenting and all of these different things. And the more I just leaned into surrender and love and embrace and acceptance, the more my life blossomed and turbo speed. Like I know we talked about how it's slow, tiny, tiny stuff. And I uh, totally agree. It's those tiny micro choices that add up, but also things can leap fast and like in a big way for yourself that you don't even have to show someone else, but internally you can feel like, wow, yeah. like this really lit me up. And I feels mm -hmm. like I am now moving and accelerating in a way that I felt stagnant before. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think what's beautiful is for you, Madeline, like this idea. So to give people even some background is in where this story kind of started with Angela's, okay, you're a photographer, you're shooting weddings, you're shooting all kinds mm -hmm. of things, very busy with that. Um, then you're leading groups of women um, through different things of holistic healing and oils and different things like that. And then you go off and, you know, at this point we see you kind of like go off the grid. You mm -hmm. come back on, you have this like incredible app idea. You're writing all the time. You are producing podcasts. Like you have this different creative energy. And so I love this idea of like, okay, it was kind of hustle, 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 and then slowly became more flowy, but you were actually producing in my view, like more by actually yes, relaxing into it and just yeah. following that flow. And so I want to kind of talk to you about what made that shift and what you felt like along the way kind of um, projected that? Well, because I had given myself breaks over the last couple of years and taken like months off at a time. So I'd take like December off and then I would take, you know, just like whatever. I would pick something and I would go off. Um, that That was time for me to really just start digging in and figuring out the kind of person I wanted to be. And I'm new to parenthood. My oldest is three, three and a half actually. And so <clears throat> while I've been growing in my creative endeavors, the last several years, I've also been growing as a parent and he, well, all my children, I have three of them now. I have a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a 10-month-old. They just keep bless, me bless your soul. Bless your soul. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep bringing me back to the present. And I was hustling at their expense. Like it really felt like I was losing things in my life, the way I was living. And when I would take my breaks 
and see what it felt like to live fully presently, I thought, okay, yes, this is what I want. This is what I need more of. And I have to figure out how to do it. And I couldn't figure it out. And so I just, I kept pulling away until I finally, I got off line for, I don't know, several, maybe six months. I don't know. Um, quite a bit of time. And I felt like in that time when people would ask me, I would say, oh, well, I'm working on my parenting and I'm just trying to figure out how to be a good mom, like be present, be here. I really didn't take that time thinking. And now I'm going to learn how to be a great creative entrepreneur and figure out how to write more and figure out all of these things. But when I pressed into my life and was less distracted and had a flip phone at the time, like I really got to find this energy within me this desire within me to, to follow my energy rather than to like force things. I don't mm. know if I am describing that properly, yes, but no, you what absolutely are. Yeah. I'm, I'm tracking I'm, with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally I'm, sitting in awe. I'm like, no, I have chills looking at my, my life. She's like, Oh, was that, did that make sense at all? And me and you are like riveted. This We're is literally what just about. in silence because we've been called out. <laughs> no, 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 you're so Madeline, it's because I relate so hard when I Mm -hmm. slowed down in pregnancy recently, and this doesn't have to do with, if you are not a mother, please don't tune out because this doesn't have to do with pregnancy. It's just a time in which I chose to slow down. So, so reframe that to any part of any of your lives. If you don't have kids, because I want this to be something that everyone can take what Madeline is touching on. And what I've also experienced is there was a conscious choice for me to slow down also recently within the past year and what like what I think that you're also saying is that when that happened it wasn't like I'm like okay now I'm ready for insights to come in it was that I was focused on slowing down and being intentional and thinking about okay like kind of a reevaluation, I call it a simmering, a hibernation, uh, you know, where flowers that aren't supposed to bloom all year. So I was in hibernation. I wasn't blooming, right? Well, when I was in this nest egg, I was slowing down and just focused on that. That was it. The simplicity mm-hmm. of slowing down, right? Well, well, a lot of people take time to slow down to try to get something out of it. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like I had no, I think that's what, like no what agenda. I'm trying to get at. I had no agenda. It was just slow yeah. down. And then that was it. That was what I was yeah. working on. Then I started feeling like I got in touch with my intuition and these pings that yes. were basically telling me like, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, like you're on the right path. Like I suddenly felt so confident that I was on the way to something, despite the fact I wasn't looking for it. It was like the first time in my life when I wasn't, it came to me. I was not chasing it down. It was attracted to me. And folks, okay, can I laugh? Like Clint has been, or Clint's been putting on uh, the bare necessity song for Levi lately. And it's like, no, 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 bare necessities. And it's like (laughs) this, and it's like everything, the song is literally talking about Forget about your worries. Let go and of everything. <laughs> Let go of everything, and the bare necessities will always come to you. Mm-hmm. Like you will not have to work for the things <laughs> that are meant for you to come to you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, did I just get taken to church by Jungle Book? <laughs> Absolutely. And it was like the shock and the surprise of my lifetime, and such a treat that I was shouting from the rooftops. I'm now working on spiritual discernment and what is meant for others and what is meant for me to keep private. I'm working on that. But at the time I was just was electrocuted with all of these ideas and pings and and ways that I knew that I wanted to move like my family compass forward without that being the intention. So anyways, I just am like buzzing with that right now because I just went through a metamorphosis on that. 
And I, I love that you just went through that season. I love that so much for you. And yeah, it's really incredible that we kind of had parallel moments. <laughs> I'm not surprised and, by that at and all. I, yeah. And I wonder for you, like Madeline, did you, I think that there are certain times in my life that I've never regretted a season of slowing down, oh, but no. it feels yeah. like that where you have to like almost go backwards to shoot the arrow forward where sometimes mm-hmm. I can feel like, man, do I not even exist if I'm not hustling, if I'm not producing these things, if like, well, people forget who I am, like these very egotistical things. Right. But when you take pause, it's almost like you have to go backwards to then shoot forwards. Did you ever feel like in that marinating season, you're like, what am I doing? Or were you just really- like, I know. It's, I, I am Enneagram three and I tend to really feel like my worth is in my work. And so the idea of slowing down and taking a break to like actually be present with my kids and not work for a while was so absolutely terrifying to me because number one, it sounded boring, which it actually wasn't. Um, But number two, I really thought people are going to think so little of me if I even cross their mind. And that was my pride and my fear bubbling up and the things that the things in me that wanted me to not step back or take a break or get offline. They were all little voices like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it, but when I took the break, I didn't feel that at all. Not even, it never, it didn't cross my mind. I was just so fully fulfilled in my days that I didn't struggle day to day with that fear or feeling or voices. Um, it was just kind of beforehand, like, I wonder what's going to happen. (laughs) Am I going to like this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you feel like it's actually harder sometimes to have one foot in one foot out? Like if this kind of like, Oh, it's almost like, okay, I need to be fully out to be in this. Like, even as I'm like putting my foot back into the world, do you find that harder again of like, Oh, how do I show up in this way? How do I like keep this presentness and this fulfillment and also share? Okay. Wait, rephrase that for me because I thought it was one thing and then not thinking. Oh no, no, no. You, you say what you, you were going to say on that. And then. Well, I, I do think it's easier to be all the way off social media. Than yes, that's what on. I meant. Like these, these, yes. these, peop- these people who are like, well, I'm off on the weekends. That's amazing. Like, good for you. That sounds terrible to me. Like, if I'm going to be online, like, I, just making up, well, okay, maybe it's because I specifically did that with alcohol for so long, but just making up rules randomly doesn't, that doesn't work well for me. I'm realizing the older I get that not everything that works for me will work for other people. Um, but for me, it's really important that I show up to share and give and create and just put those things online. And I try not to stick around to consume, which does okay, love that. Damp- does damper a little bit the like relationship part of social media. If you're not on like always looking at other people's lives, but I am a happier person because I'm not always consuming everybody else's life. And it, it leaves space in my brain because I'm a writer. I have to have empty space in my head or there aren't words there. Like if my head is full of other people's uh, lives and photos and videos and everything going on in the world, there's not any room. I need margin in there for words to appear and uh, sort themselves out. And so I have to have enough space so I can daydream. Like I need to be able to like 
lose myself into my head. And when I was constantly consuming, I could never do that. But if I can put my phone down and walk away and do something else, because I haven't been consuming, 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 I'm able to like lose myself in my head. I don't know if that no, this I is fully relate. Fully, fully relate. I mean, okay, I was like, cool. I was about to be like, quick question: Are we sisters separated from birth? Because I <laughs> <Yes>. just before <laughs> before we got on, I just was talking to Nick about this. I was like, my goal right now in my life is to put stuff out there and then walk away, which is very Aquarius of me and very like that is my style, anyways. But it's because of what you just said. I am a happier person when I'm creating. Yes. When yes. I'm showing up and when I am like putting something out there and putting myself out there that's just my I use myself as my vessel not everyone is like that and Mm -hmm. more power to you there's times in my life where I was envious of those that were mysterious and very like private and very just you like there's an intrigue that I know that I don't have and I love that now about me but for years I fought where I was like well I feel the best when I show up and I'm like I'm projecting outward but I was like attracted to those that weren't doing that. So then, um, I don't know. I had this push pull that's neither here nor there, but I know exactly. It's it's about. really cool when people are mysterious, but I've never walked away from a mysterious person and thought, wow, they added so much value to my life. I'm so thankful I encountered them because that thought is going to stick with me. Like it's, it's the writers who put themselves out there and not just yeah. writers, mm. but other creatives who put themselves out there that touch me in some way that actually sticks because just a mysterious person, that's not, you're not giving okay, thank anything you for demystifying. <laughs> thank you for demystifying the intrigue that I have this, like <laughs> this mystery that I, that I like reserve for others that are, that I feel like is within <laughs> I, just thank you for saying that. But I think also I'm just like so on fire for what you're saying. Um, I think also what you hit on about leaving your brain empty to have time to yes. daydream is huge for Kendall and I. We're very into this season of like, let yourself play and and let like leave time for whatever your day is going to have. And we realize that that is an honor that we get to even say that. Some other people yes. are in a situation. I want to talk about this. Uh, you know, working a nine to five and then coming home and a working mother or, you know, a, a partner, someone that feels that they are fighting with time. So for those people, do we have like collectively, I want to think about how microscopic these can be where, because I think that when we look at overhauling our life, it feels like there's needs to be so much time dedicated. But when you're talking about leaving space for your, your brain to daydream, it doesn't, for me, at least, it doesn't mean like actual hours of time. It just means, no, to it like, means turn off the radio, yes. turn off your podcast and drive in the car mm -hmm. in silence and see what yes. happens. That's yes. what that means. Yes. Thank you. It's just Thank a little bit. Also, I also read something one time that's always stuck with me. It was talking about don't be in creative debt where it was talking about don't consume more than you produce. Mm -hmm. So like give back, like you are in creative debt. If you are only consuming what other people are creating and you aren't giving to the pot. And that doesn't mean you have to creatively give in the same way as you consume. Like maybe you listen to Absolutely, a podcast and that yeah. doesn't mean, okay, you need to go do a podcast, but it's like, maybe you're creative this is like hosting a dinner and starting conversation or writing a letter to a friend or planning a birthday party. Like whatever it is, this creative energy is something to be fully in flow that has to be a, like you're in a creative surplus 
not a debt. And I think that that's kind of what you're talking about of being like, hey, for me to be able to create, I can't just be consuming everybody else's and I'm just going into creative debt and then there's no room for me to produce. We believe everyone is creative. This is not like some like, oh, you're a creative entrepreneur and like whatever. It's like by the just thought, just imagination, just action is creative. Well, we were made and I mean, not everyone's going to believe this, but we were made in the image of God and God is the ultimate creator. He created everything beautiful in the world and we were made in his image. So of course, everyone has that in them. It just appears differently in each Mm -hmm. of us, that creative energy and desire (laughs) looks so different. in my husband, who's a physicist, than it does in me, but it's there. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. And so I love what you said about that of like, giving yourself, I literally, as you said it, I wrote it down in my notebook right here of like, there has to be space for the words to appear. Like Mm -hmm, for whatever words could be, whatever, fill in the blank for someone. But as a fellow writer, I just feel that deeply of when lately I've been like, I have nothing to say. Oh my God. No, Kendall. I I so get that. And you know what? I want to encourage everyone who might be listening. Like if you are staring at a blank canvas, you're never going to start. Like whatever that blank canvas is for you, for me, it's usually a blank piece of paper. Like that is the hardest part. It just put literally the worst crappiest thing down. And all of a sudden the idea of perfection is thrown away and you're able to keep in motion. It's Mm -hmm. that first step of motion that it's the hardest. And then it's just so easy after that. It really is. And it doesn't have to be good and you don't have to show no, anyone. There's also no. that limiting belief that's like, we're supposed to nail it first try. It's like, since oh my when, gosh. since yeah. who, you know? And yeah. these limiting beliefs I realize are, they creep up more now that we're talking about it. I'm coming to a, in, uh, shoot, my words are gone. The insight, I'm coming to an insight in real time. Limiting beliefs tend to creep up in my life when I'm consuming more of other people's stuff instead of mm-hmm. focusing on what I want to create. And so I will start to feel like I don't have any good ideas to share or everybody has already said anything I'm going to say. And all of those things, when I just allow myself to play and just put pen to paper or like you said, anything that that looks like if you're a singer or a writer or anything that you want to do, the more that I just focused on starting, like you said, and not worrying if it's ugly, quote unquote, the better I got at practicing it, like a muscle that you have to work out and the easier it got after I got in rhythm. And then also the less I had those limiting beliefs, like they work all in tandem. Well, literally, I can't even tell you how many years Angela has been like, I'm going to vlog. And she'll like (laughs) always say this. She like rented a vlog camera for a while and then like didn't touch it. And like whatever, like the tension of like, I don't know what to do. And then she's watching all these other vloggers and she's like- that I, I can't do it. Like, I can't do all this like aesthetic stuff. Like where we just, I'm just, it's a no. And then she takes her leave of just like, I'm relaxing. I'm laying low with her pregnancy, whatever out the gate. It's like, here's my daily vlog. And I'm just like editing it on the fly. And these are real moments. I'm not doing retakes, like whatever. And just starts vlogging her day to day. And it was so good for me to see yeah. because I'm like, this is your unique take on doing that. And someone else is probably watching that being like, well, I can't do it. Like, look at Angela's doing it. And it just looks so easy and like, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, she had to get away 
from everyone else doing this thing for oh my to be able gosh, to have the yes. space to be like, this is how yes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to yes. use my voice and how I'm going to do yes. it and how, what I would want to see out in the world. And that's different than what I'm consuming. And just because somebody's doing something you would like to do does not mean you should follow them or follow their work. You have my permission to go unfollow the creatives in your life that make you feel inferior, not because they are trying to make you inferior, but because that's within you and you can step away. You're allowed to step away and get that sorted. I will never forget in the beginning of my career. This is when I was a photographer. Um, do y'all know India Earl? God bless her. Yes. She's amazing. She's yes. amazing. Everything she does is gold. I just love her. But I remember the night I found her Instagram and I literally texted my best friend and was like, well, I guess I'm quitting. I'm just like, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. I can't, I'm not going to be India Earl, but I didn't have to be. And it was very freeing for me to say, she is amazing and she's doing amazing things. And I need to not watch this so I can go find my own voice. So I don't become India Earl, Madeline Frost. Like I just need right. to go be Madeline Frost. Right. Yeah. And also, thank you guys for the the, um, the tee up of my mini vlogs because I am having fun. But it is and they're crazy. so amazing. Well, they're my favorite thing on the internet right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thanks. I it, you don't even know. Like Ken is right. Like it, I've stood in my own way for so long for what? Now that I'm doing it, I'm like, for what? Like who cares what others think? Well, and I just know- that thing what you're saying. Like it's like it's not that serious, guys. It's like not just that go serious. Have fun. Yeah, it's yes. not that serious, but it is. It is that whole thing of just like there. There's so many ways we create it. Like our brain is sneaky in the way that it talks us out of stuff. Oh, I don't have the right equipment. Oh, yep. I don't have enough time. Oh, I actually have to be doing this thing. Oh, my work is too demanding. I haven't slept. I actually need to do this. Like we are so sneaky. And we make assumptions way- like that must be more natural for her. All we have are three voices and we're just trying to show up in the world. Like that's it. There's going to be tech issues. There's going to be like, we're probably not the best at this in the world. We just have something to say and we want to chat. And so that's kind of the thing of like, I'm sure someone could listen to this podcast and be like, that just must come so easy to them. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we, this was not. And we were yeah. just as scared to release as the next person. And yes, oh it's more natural now because we're in our rhythm, but like that was not easy. And, and you have still to be don't scared. know all the things. <laughs> you have, I have to be. I have 22 podcast episodes out right now and um, I've released... 21 of them cringing or like 21 of them scared yeah. to death or 21 of you know, like, yeah. and there's been like one episode where I'm like, all right, this one's decent. Like the sobriety one, I'm good with that. Like, let's get that one out there. The rest of them, I'm like, wow, really? You're going to post that? People are going to oh, hear gosh. that? And you want to do that? The, it's so wild if that that is your inner dialogue because when <laughs> I, I'm literally sending them to anyone that will listen to me where I'm like, and, and the how short they are make them so approachable to so many people. I love the style that you're doing over there. And I'm yeah, like, I, I'm subscribed to it and I will know when they drop because I'll wake up to Angela texting it to me. I mean, I'm, I, when I say that I'm literally, when I say that I'm in the sauce, like it's embarrassing. Like I am fully like your number one supporter right now and your champion, oh my gosh. but it's also because I feel in sync with you. I feel in step with you. The the things that you want for your life, I want for my life. And like, yes, I, I am not, I say this like with love, I'm not triggered by you. I am, yeah. I am not like envious of you. I love what you have and I want it for me too and I like have abundance for you and like so much love for you and I know you have it for me and so I just like feel powerful around you and so anyways 
That's so just, beautiful. And those are the women we should link arms with. The women yes, that absolutely. feel like, okay, this is good. We can do this together. And I don't feel like we're trying to be each other or we don't have the same vibe even, but we're just doing our own thing and we can do it in our own lives. Yes. And we can be excited so for much, each other in yes, it. Yes, yeah. it's the best. It's all good. It's so much good stuff. I want to talk to you about French Women Don't Get Fat. You read that book, right? Like a couple I of years did. ago. I read and it several times. Yes. So I don't and- follow, I just want to say like at the top, I don't follow her eating plan, like her low fat approach sure. to eating, but that's not why you read the book. In my no. opinion, no, like I you agree. read the book because of the way she approaches food in yes. general. I mean, the way she and approaches food changed my life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So I wanted to talk about the French lifestyle, the slowing down, the pleasure, the romanticizing your life. Like, I love that you talk openly about how you and your husband use oils and you like, and then you like cook in the kitchen and you bring the kids around and you just, everything in that, like that you put intention to is this slower romantic way of looking at life that is available to everyone. And so I love that that is something that you prioritize in your home and would love to talk about, like you were raised doing some of that stuff, right? Yeah. And so I was, it's been easy for, I shouldn't say easy, but like, talk to me about what's your mom is your mom's name joy or is that your sister? I don't have any joy. Uh, Hannah joy is my sister-in-law. Hannah joy. Okay. So mom, no, my mom, mom is Terry Terry. and she, yeah. Terry and Hannah joy look alike though. (laughs) Okay. I was like, is it joy Bonin or Terry Bonin? Okay. Um, Anyways. So mom, talk to me about mom and like some of the stuff that she shaped in your life, because I see you living like close to mom and like to your siblings and talking about how mom like loved books and now you love books and you share books with your kids like talk to me a little bit about some of the things that are warm and magical that you were raised like yeah learning about. well I I think it's really important to preface all the family stuff with just some family background um I did have a really in uh I had a childhood full of a lot of love but I actually did not really have my father around growing up. He is in the picture now and he's a wonderful, incredible, amazing man. But we call him like dad version two because the dad that's raising my current siblings at home, they're still four at home, is not the dad we had when we were children. Um, he just, he was sick and there were, there were a lot of marital issues and just a lot of things going on. So my mom made our childhood so beautiful and loving and incredible that when we talk about it, people assume that we had this beautiful picket fence life. But in our home, there was a lot of stress in their marriage, which always affects the children. You can't hide that from the children. But my mom made such a I don't want to say big deal because it wasn't like something she always said out loud, but she lived out that every day, mattered and every day was important and every every decision she made even in the privacy of her home and with her own children and with her own husband when nobody was looking those decisions still mattered and who we were when nobody was around still mattered that has touched every part of my life um, in adulthood and beautiful I just there's so many little things I could talk about like the way we read books and the way we do life with children and all of those things but all of it came from that like choosing to live presently, choosing to find the beauty and joy in life in the midst of hardship, that was the gift she gave me that has t- that has 
given and given and given and given and given to me. So even if you do some of the things wrong, like let's say you do a terrible job reading to your kids or whatever, whatever that thing is that you think you've done wrong, if you can show them that living presently, living in tuned to the spirit, living to find joy and beauty in every day, because all there is, is today. There's no, there's nothing happening in the past. There's nothing happening in the future. Everything is only happening right now. Like that's it. That's all you have. So you need to find rewards in the process. Like you have to love your life as it's happening and choose to love your life as it's happening, even when it sucks, even when it's hard. Like there's going to be something there to make it worth still doing the right thing. You taught me so much on that when you, um, you, you talk about how, and this is a common thing that people ha- like have started to do, but instead of saying like, I have to, you can say, I get to. So with, mm-hmm. for you, you were saying like domesticated stuff, like the dishes and the, and the laundry and like, it can all bog down the stuff we don't want to do in our lives, whatever yeah. that, whatever form that, that takes. Um, but you've taught me a lot about staying in this, like, look at this beautiful home I get to have and the dishes mm-hmm. that are clean that we get to eat off of and just returning to gratitude in a practice that makes sense when I'm doing the things I don't like about like, you know, just stuff that you have to get done. And it's helped yeah. me so much find that joy in the things that I don't like to do that it's exploded yeah. the joy in the things I yes. want to do. Yes. And I try to be really open about the fact that I, I really deal with negative thinking patterns. People assume that I'm just really sunshiny because my mom really appears that way. But I choose every day to 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 have the right thoughts. I try to find them or dig them up or create them. That's not something that's natural to me. And it does get easier over time. Like if you're choosing to see like your home life and doing the dishes as yes, I'm so glad I get to do this. I'm so glad I get to sit around the table with my healthy living children every night. Like how beautiful is that? But that's not what naturally comes to mind. It definitely for me is, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to load the dishwasher again. Like that, mm-hmm. why does that, why is that so hard? I I don't know. I think I just posted a podcast on this. Um, it just, it's a daily choice, honestly. Yeah. That, but that makes it even more beautiful that you're like fighting tooth and nail to hold that truth in you because optimism to hold the pose. Yeah. Like optimism comes really easy to me. I'm a glass half full girly and I like will be literally in the trenches, but I'll be like, but at least I didn't drown all the way. And I have some hair (laughs) strands out on the top. Like I, I think that's my mom. You got that from my mom. If it's the last thing I hold, I'm like, I still have that crumble, but it's helpful to hear if like, that's not your homeostasis that you have found that and that you work on it and that if optimism or like that, those way of thinking doesn't come naturally to someone, it doesn't mean that it won't always, or that it's not going to like, that it's not worth pursuing. Absolutely. You have to choose it. I spend so much time thinking all of this through and writing it down, but I don't actually have these conversations as much as I would like face to face since I'm just in the trenches of motherhood right now. And so I say all of this and then I put it in a podcast and walk away and have no idea how how it's being received. It's so fun getting to talk to y'all. And no, I'm so glad you are. Sense. And you articulate, you articulate yourself yeah. so well. Like we are fully no. tracking. Oh, absolutely. You are an editor's dream. Like I will have to do barely any cuts. Uh, you're very eloquent, like off the cuff. I also think that that's why the beauty of community is so important yes. and not just constant feedback, but like intentional feedback of I hear you, I feel mm-hmm. you, 
I've also gone through that. And it's just like, that's why we were supposed to be in communion, you know, Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, everything we feel is so universal. Maybe the situations are different, but how we feel and what we experience on a just core level emotion, we all experience. Cause like you just said, like we are made like in the image of a creator, like we are all going to feel all these different things. And I think inside of community, we can see the universalism of that, of like, okay, we're all in this together and I'm not alone. And I think that that is the point of creativity and art as a whole. That's what I'm hoping to do with my podcast in a way. I feel like so many women are isolated in their homes with their children. And I kind of set out hoping to write pieces from the truths within me that made women nod along thinking, yes, I see myself in her words. This is not like, oh, look at all the things going on inside of me. I want y'all to know my heart or whatever. Like, obviously I I love having the chance to share, but being able to have women nodding along, like I see Mm -hmm. myself in that. I feel myself in that. I, I felt changed when I encountered an author several years ago and I saw myself in her words and she didn't know me, but it's like she did. She was writing words from inside of my soul. It felt like, and she was taking vague understandings and knowings and clarifying them into thought and what a gift that was. And um, community helps with that. Conversation helps with that. And I'm hoping that my podcast helps women do that kind of just in little two minute bursts of their day. Yeah. I'm so glad that you touched on your podcast. Cause I am so loving that you have this gift of, you have this gift of sharing and relatability and approachability and feel in making people feel heard and along for the ride with you. So uh, we will link her podcast in the show notes. It's called in the middle. And then talk to us a little bit about this app that you're creating. Cause I think it's so cool and you've hit on a pain point that so many people have. Yeah. So it's actually a course. And it's going to be delivered in a custom app, but there is a price point difference. When you think of an app, you're like, oh, 99 cents for an app. This is a full-fledged course with five or six modules and lots of lessons in those modules, teaching women how to take better photographs that they love from iPhone. And um, really, I just have a desire. I was a professional photographer before, obviously. And so I went into motherhood taking a lot of photographs of my life. Um, at the time when I had had Elliot, I had been in the beginnings of a self-portrait project. So we were doing daily photos anyway. And I continued that for like, I don't know, 900 days. It was a really long time. But I realized in my motherhood that I could not always pull out my DSLR because it just wasn't reasonable with my toddler trying to bulldoze it. Uh, every time I would sit on the tripod, it just seemed like a... <laughs> an expensive mistake waiting to happen. Um, so I started learning how to take better pictures on my iPhone and just started seeing the need in my friends' lives. Like I thought I was getting beautiful pictures of my life because I was shooting on my DSLR. And then I realized it's not that tool that made that possible. It was just an understanding of some principles and um, understanding light and understanding storytelling and photographs. And so I am taking my knowledge around Uh, taking photos you love, editing them with ease, storing and organizing them, printing them, storytelling in your photographs. And I'm delivering that in a course to moms so that in under a week they can 
learn what they need with no fluff and then just move on into their lives, taking beautiful photographs with their children, photos that include them. That's really important to me because a lot of us have like camera rolls full of our children and so many moms don't get to be in photos with their kids. And I want to change that. Like I want to be a part of what changes that story for women. It's not that they were given a crappy Instagram husband. Like the power is now in your hands. You can, you can write your story. You can change your family's visual legacy. I'm really pumped about it. And I just can't wait to get it launched. The launch date is actually, is actually October 1st. So it comes out this year. I'm excited. I'm pumped for yeah. you. I am staying in the updates. Like I, <laughs> I, if you think that that email that dropped today did, got passed by me, it did not. I loved the office GIF. I mean, I am fully in. I'm like, sign me up. Where do I put my money? Where do I sign up? And you've laid it all out so clearly. So I have all of my instructions ready to go. Um, but yeah, I'm just really proud of you. And I'm thankful for your time today and for just sharing all of your little wisdoms and I will link your Instagram in our show notes and she's just follow along if you like what she's put out here, because there's just so much more to come from Madeline. She's just a, she's always popping something new and just, I, I, she electrifies me. I love it. I love her. And so thank you you. so much for talking with us. Like, seriously, Mm -hmm. I was so excited to get on today and just hear more of your story and like truly catch me out here making notes (laughs) while we're recording like I'm like oh that hits so I just I'm so excited for this to go out into the world and find whoever needs it or whoever wants it and um just allow that ripple to continue going and maybe produce some really beautiful conversations so thank you so much for just being vulnerable and generous with your time and energy Thank you for having me on. It's been such a privilege. Yay. Okay. We will catch you next week or whenever we decide to update next. You already know. We just stay, just stay abreast and you'll see what, what we decide to come up with. Um, But that's all. (laughs) Unhinged as ever. XOXO. Woo woo girls. (laughs) Woo woo girls. Okay. Goodbye. (laughs) 